Daniela Paris was a Brazilian actress whose career began in the 1990s. Her promising future was brutally ended just before New Year's Day 1993. Daniela's acting co-star and his wife were the prime suspects. Today, I will talk about the crime committed against Daniela Paris. Hello guys, how are you today? Welcome back to Mystery Archive. If you are new to this channel, don't forget to follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now. This way, you will receive a notification every time a new episode comes out. Follow us on social media as well to learn a little bit more about me, about the channel, and also to be alert when I release a new episode. You can find us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive. Now, let's have a look at today's case. Daniela Ferrante Paris was born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, on August 11, 1970. Her mother was a writer, Gloria Perez, and Daniela had two younger brothers. As a little girl, she showed an interest in art. At five years old, she was already rehearsing dance steps. Daniela later joined a prestigious dance company in Rio de Janeiro, called Vacilou Dançou. In 1989, she landed her first television role in Sopopra Kananga do Japão on Red Manchette. She met and fell in love with the actor Raul Gazola and they wed the following year. Her dance troupe was commissioned to choreograph a routine for the telenovela Barriga de Aluguel on Rede Globo. Rede Globo is the biggest television company in Brazil and the number four in the world. This gave her an opportunity to do an individual artistic test and ended up getting her first character, a ballerina who danced at the Copacabana Café. Her talent and charisma were clearly evident, and Daniela soon caught the attention of TV director Denis Carvalho. The following year, he cast her in the soap opera O Dono do Mundo, where she played the role of Yara. Later, she played the character Yasmin in the soap opera De Corpo e Alma, which was written by her mother. For Daniela, this was a trouble production. Her on-screen romantic partner, Guilherme de Padua, did not treat her well off-camera. Fellow cast members reported that he insistently harassed her in the hope that she could convince her mother to expand his role in the story. Guilherme became very upset when he received the scripts for the next few episodes and saw that his character was becoming less and less relevant. On Monday, December 28, 1992, Daniela and Guilherme recorded a scene in which Yasmin ended her relationship with Peter, played by Guilherme. After they finished recording, the actor cried backstage and angrily punched the studio wall. In Daniela's dressing room, he pleaded with her to speak to her mother on his behalf. He left the place while Daniela continued to shoot her next scene. Around 9.10 p.m., Daniela left Tycoon Studios. In the parking lot, Guilherme approached her and said he wanted to talk. 
They posed for pictures with some fans, talked a little, and then went home. But less than an hour later, the police received a call. Hello, good evening. My name is Hugo da Silva, and I'm calling you to inform that I just saw something strange on the street Candido Portinari. I passed by three a few minutes ago, and there were two cars parked in the middle of nowhere. I wrote down the license plate of the cars. WI4055NOM1115. I think it would be good to take a look because that street there's not a commercial or residential area to have two cars parked. It only has bushes and empty land. The police went to the location indicated by the witness. Upon their arrival, they found only one vehicle. The car with the license plate OM1115 was no longer there. They entered the undergrowth to search for suspicious material and in just a few minutes, very close to the car, they found the body of Daniela Paris. She had numerous bruises and perforations in her skin, what seemed the result of a series of blows from a sharp object. Daniela was a well-known television actress and the news spread quickly. The following day, newspapers and TV stations reported the case. Nobody had any idea as to what could have happened. At the funeral, her mother and husband were consoled by family and friends, including Guilherme de Padua. As Daniela was last seen at Tycoon Studios, the police went there to look for a car with a registration plate OM1115. What they found was significant. They did not find a car with the exact specifications, but they did discover a Santana with the license plate LM1115. The police thought it was too much of a coincidence. The letter L could easily be changed to O using black insulating tape, and they were informed that the car owner was Guilherme de Padua. The same day, following the funeral, he denied involvement in the crime, but after several hours of interrogation, he confessed. Guilherme told different versions of what had happened and gave different reasons. In one version of his stories, he claimed that Paula, his wife, was at the crime scene, but she denied any involvement. However, the version that included his wife was the most plausible in light of the various witness testimonies gathered by the police. Due to the fact that Guilherme had included his wife in one of his testimonies, she requested divorce. Thus, the version presented by the court was as follows. Guilherme and his wife Paula, who was four months pregnant at the time, followed Daniela's car to Alto Post Alvorada in Barra da Tijuca. When the actress went to leave, Guilherme's car blocked her car. Daniela got out and went to talk to him. Guilherme, are you crazy? What are you doing here? What do you want? He didn't give any explanation. 
he punched her in the face, knocking her out. He carried her to the back seat of his car, and Paula was now in the driver's seat. Guilherme got into Daniela's car, and they drove towards a thicket on Rua Cândido Portinari. Upon arriving, they took the actress out of the car and dragged her into the undergrowth. There, they stabbed her 18 times with some kind of dagger. After this, they went to another gas station. Hey dude, wash this car there please. Inside and out. Leave it brand new to me, okay? Thank you. Then they went home. Guilherme walked along Copacabana Beach and it was at this moment that he probably disposed of the murder weapon. It has never been found. Guilherme and Paula were charged with aggravated homicide. The charge of second-degree murder was discarded given the premeditation of the crime proven by the alteration of the license plate. Prior to the Daniela Perez case, aggravated homicide was not considered a heinous crime in Brazil, and therefore the treatment given to the perpetrator would not be as strict as that provided for in the heinous crimes law. Gloria Perez, Daniela's mother, led a movement that sought the inclusion of qualified homicide to the list of heinous crimes. They obtained, in 1994, 1.3 million signatures for the approval of a bill in this regard. After all the procedures established by the federal constitution, the bill reached the desk of the Brazilian president, Itamar Franco, who sanctioned law 8930-94 to include qualified homicide in the list of heinous crimes. It is important to emphasize that such modification could not interfere with the sentence of the accused, since newly implemented laws can not be applied retroactively. In 1995, while imprisoned, Guilherme wrote the book A História Que O Brasil Desconhece, that means The Story Brazil Doesn't Know. The book was edited, printed, and he intended to launch it the same year, but an injunction obtained by Gloria Paris suspended the launch and the Secretariat of Public Security was ordered to seize the copies already printed. The sale of the book was prohibited because, according to the court decision, it would diminish Daniela's image and honor. On January 15, 1997, Guilherme de Padua was sentenced to 19 years imprisonment, of which he had already served four. Paula's trial took place on May 16th of the same year, and she was sentenced to 18 years and six months in prison for her involvement in the murder. She also had already served four. In October 1999, for good behavior in prison, the two got anticipation released and became free just having served one-third of their sentences. Guilherme started attending church. He got married in 2006, but separated some years later. In 2017, he married for the third time. 
he became a pastor of a church. Paula also got married, had two children, started law school, and is now a lawyer. After three decades, Guilherme had never even asked for forgiveness for the crime he committed. In 2022, 30 years after the case, HBO Brazil released a five-episode documentary called Pacto Brutal, o assassinato de Daniela Pérez. Brutal Pact, the murder of Daniela Pérez. The documentary drew so much attention that the case returned to the mainstream media. The documentary was released on July 21st, 2022, and 12 years later, on August 2nd, Guilherme posted a video on his YouTube channel talking about the topic of forgiveness. Many people, including some who claim to be Christians, have judged me and declared that they don't believe in my religious conversion because they never saw my request for forgiveness for family, friends and people I made suffer with the crime that I committed. I don't take away the reason for those who doubt my conversion because I myself sometimes doubt my own conversion. Many times I wake up and ask God, My Lord, do I have faith? Do I love my neighbor? Or am I just here so that I can somehow assuage the guilt I feel inside? I have so many thoughts. I'm not a normal person. It's obvious. Someone who has committed a crime has a thousand thoughts that are not common. I used to be a normal person. I know the difference between who I was and the person I became after I committed the crime. Many times I declared that it was the biggest dream I had to be able to ask forgiveness from the people I had hurt. I even found some reports on the internet, both on video and in writing from years ago, where I talk about the subject, about my desire to ask for forgiveness, but the subject does not call the public's attention. At the same time, I didn't know how to do it. I imagined a personal meeting. I thought of looking for the lawyers of Gloria Perez, of Raul Gazola, I thought of asking someone to intermediate this meeting. There were many hypotheses, but I never imagined that this would end up being done over the internet. Asking for forgiveness is not that simple. Will the other party accept it? Is this not further embarrassing the person who is already suffering? Even so, making a video I wonder if this video will have the necessary importance. This is not what I imagined. It wasn't how I imagined it. But maybe I'll never get a real opportunity to make that claim. That's why, Gloria Pérez, I apologize for all the suffering I caused you. I will never forget the day you visited me in prison. How Gazola, I beg your pardon. I will never forget the day I was called to the police station before everything was discovered and you were there and you crawled to me and hugged me, crying. There I realized that I was the worst person in the world. Never in my life 
Have I felt anything like what I felt at that moment? Never. I apologize to families, friends, and everyone involved in this story. I know this apology may not mean anything, but I want to put it on record. Forgiveness is a gift from God. Forgiveness has more to do with who forgives than who is forgiven, and if I were in your place, I probably wouldn't forgive. Three months after posting this video, on November 6, 2022, he died of a heart attack. After the death, many expected a statement from Gloria Paris, but she kept silent. On her social networks, she just posted about the new soap opera she was writing for Rede Globo Television, but many of her followers spoke for her. Some testimonials were. Sometimes silence is better than a thousand words. That's why I admire you. A lot of people waiting for your position on the death of Guilherme de Padua, but I understand you. Whoever committed a crime like him doesn't deserve attention even in that itself. Let's live glory in peace, people. 30 years of suffering. Guilherme is gone. No more lies will come out of his mouth. Let Gloria breathe. The most curious thing about the death of Guilherme was that many internet users were also commenting on an unbelievable coincidence. He passed away exactly on the day that one of Gloria Perry's soap opera turned 27. Comments ranged from Karma Exists and It Never Fails, as well as This is proof that the universe has much greater energy than we can imagine, were made because of the name of the soap opera. The show is called Explode Coração, in English, Heart Explodes. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case. Oi, pessoas, tudo bom? Meu nome é Gisele, host do podcast Sobre Investigação, um podcast para quem sabe que a realidade é pior que a ficção. A cada temporada são 20 novos casos nacionais e casos extras. Se você gosta de crimes brasileiros, te espero lá. Beijos!